Okay, that's amazing. Exactly. Is that so, what Lion's Mane does? That's what. So that's what he said. He's the mushroom guy says Lion's Mane does it. The tech dudes in the Bay Area say that transcranial direct current simulation shocking your brain is better. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. everyone welcome to the dude nature podcast we are here as always in the reactor ready to go thanks for coming to be with us what's up everybody we have one new five-star review no message thank you very much for the thank review. you very much if you love the podcast you've listening for more than your first time please go on to itunes and give us the five-star rating it'd be huge honestly it'd be huge it'd be huge <laughs> it would it's be fucking, huge it's huge Noah, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating or less, but not more. Absolutely. Yeah. Am I going? Yeah. Hey, my gripe nasty today. Nasty attitude. You got a nasty you got a fucking nasty, attitude. Nasty fucking hey, attitude. I, my, my, my gripe is in how much N64 games are nowadays. Let me just tell you, listener. I went to get Mario Golf. By the way, if you haven't played Mario Golf, it is an outstanding N64 game. Can't wait to play it later. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding N64 game. How much do you think it was? We think it was $30? 25 $25? 25 would be a lot. Okay. Mario Golf was $50. That is absurd. Right. And then also Mario Party. How much do you think Mario Party was there? It, was it also 50 It was 75 For an N64 For an game. For N64 game. Mario Golf is so good, though. It's so fucking good. My, my theory is that the N64 games are basically dot like... They're breaking, and so there's getting to be less and less of them. So the price oh. is going up more and more. Yeah, I like that. That's a good theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your gripe? Uh, my gripe is me and my girlfriend. Just me and my, me and girlfriend. my girlfriend. Just being, in, because of the Rona, just being in the same room for so long together, you know, in this space. We've been in this space together, in the same space, same people, I, for so long that it's the Groundhog's Day effect of Rona is really hardcore. And I feel like just to get out of the Groundhog's Day effect, sometimes we just argue about just nothing because we don't know what else totally to do. Totally agree. Totally so, agree. I don't know what's going on chemically. Yeah. But me and my fiance just had a break from each other for like two weeks. Yep. And everything's fine. And now you're fine? Now we're fine. Yeah. Some weird, weird Rona shit going on out there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Weird Rona shit to do. Noah. Yeah. Are you ready to play a game? I'm ready to play yeah. a game. I'm going to play with my Neuralink. Eagle. Eagle. Uh, your brain, your brain is made up. Oh, small, man. Small brain. Don't answer that yet. Are there more brain connections in one human brain or leaves in the Amazon rainforest? Are there more le- le- leaves in the Amazon rainforest? Obviously, because you're asking it, there's probably there's more connections in the brain. Your brain is made up of around 100 billion neurons, about the same number as the number of trees in the Amazon. Okay. Damn. And each neuron is connected to around 10,000 others. So the total number of connections in your brain is therefore about the same as the number of leaves in the Amazon rainforest. Damn. That's like an amount of connections there's in your brain. There's a lot of shit going on in there's the a brain. Lo- so there's a lot of shit going on in your brain. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's, a no, wild, it's a wild place. What is our topic today? What are we exploring? Our topic, Adam, is neurotechnology. Neuromancer. Or the, the ability to manipulate the brain. Manipulate that force of brain that you just talked about. Adam, I got a surprise for you. We have an absolutely packed episode per usual. Wow. Okay. Shocker. We're going to start off with the current state of neurotechnology. Then we're going to talk about the Neuralink, the Elon Musk company you probably heard of. Then we're going to talk about, then we're going to have Halftime Honey. Then we're going to talk about Learning Faster and Halo Sports. And then we're going to have Open Kimono. And that's not the Halo that you're thinking of. That was what I was thinking about. Different Halo. Mm Mm-hmm. Adam. Yep. It begins that don't suck. You have 60 seconds. Tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode about neurotechnology. Are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Jacking into a software program to learn Kung Fu. Neo. And fighting your mentor may not be too far away in the real world. Guess what? The issue is that we as humans, we are so cumbersome with our devices. You think you want to send a cat meme to your friend. You're going, you're on a run. You have to stop. You got to pause your running app. You got to download the meme. You got to upload it to your messenger app and send it. That's a lot of steps. Okay. What if we could just do that by thinking? How much faster would it be to text, to write code, to make calls, to look up a restaurant? It would just be much simpler, much more streamlined. So where are we at this technology, this neuro link between our brains and computers. This is what we will explore. And so Noah. Yes. What is our theme? Our theme is that we're going to become something else pretty soon. Whoa. Because we're going to be able to manipulate our brains. What are we going to become? I don't know. But honestly, it's it makes me... I, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it a little bit. The theme is that we'll become something different. The theme is that we're going to become a different kind of human being where we can manipulate our brain. Yeah. Adam. Yep. Talk to us about the current state of neurotechnology. Current state of neurotechnology. We're going to talk about what the basics look like right now, how it's used medically, what Facebook is doing, and the a little bit of the ethics of neuroscience that will probably become more of an issue as we grow in this field. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what it usually looks like now is not the matrix where you jack in through your neck into a computer program and learn... How to shoot rocket launchers. Right. Okay. We call this link the the BCI, which stands for the Brain-Computer Interface. A device that enables its user to interact with the computer by means of brain activity only using the brain's electrical signals. So most common now, if you look this up, is this kind of neuro hat that people wear. It's like a skull cap or like a tight fitting hood that you put on your head. Right. It's got nodes on it that are connected to wires. And in one study at the University of Washington, they have this brain cap on someone on a student's head, a volunteer, and the student is looking at a screen. And on that screen, there is a side that says yes and a side that says no. And right next to the sides on the sides are flashing lights. One is flashing at eight hertz and one is flashing at 12 hertz, different frequencies. Oh, this is cool. So your brain learns what frequency is associated with what command with a yes or a no. Okay. And so the student, just by thinking a no, will will emit, emit that frequency. Right. And the computer will read it. It's a read action. And the cursor will go to the no side. Yeah, it's cra- really, really cool to see. That's crazy. It would be awesome to be a volunteer and be able to do that. And so that is something that you see a lot is this little hat. A little more advanced is people controlling arms. They can control one arm. 
Okay. We may be able to get to two arms, but I want to step on something I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Okay. Usually it's just one arm going up and down. Medical devices already use neurotechnology or the BCI, the brain computer interface. One that our sister actually has, which is what? Yeah. Cochlear implant. Yeah, exactly. Cochlear implant. Okay. What a cochlear implant does is it picks up sound with a microphone on the ear. This is the outside. And it sends the sound signal to an implant inside Sarah's head. And that implant goes down to an auditory transmitter. And the auditory transmitter then converts that signal into sound that you're into a, a wave that your brain understands as sound bypassing the part that's broken in Sarah's ear. In it's the, ear. the hair, the lack of hairs mm-hmm. in her ear. Sarah, do I have that right? I'm pretty sure I have that right. Something to do with the hairs in the ear. That's crazy. So like we already so, have these things. Right. So you got to bypass the pipe. Right, so right. that is an example of a brain computer interface. That is a little computer right there converting that sound into an electrical signal that your brain can understand. That's awesome. It is. It is really awesome. Okay. So this kind of technology is used now with epilepsy and Parkinson's. And with epilepsy, it's something called deep brain stimulation. And what it is, is that same kind of setup where it's a read action from your brain. So what is a read action? What is a write action? A read action means that you are seeing information or you are you are reading, inf- I don't want to use the word that I used to define it, but you are getting information, you're reading it rather than making a command. A, PD- a PDF versus editing a document. Exactly. If you're reading a PDF, read. If you are editing on like Google Docs, that would be a write action. So this is another read action from your brain. It's And that can tell when your brain is having a spasm, an epileptic shock, like a violent tremor. Yeah. And it will notify the patient and the patient can take medication. So in one case... Like like, like give them a, a warning sign. It's a warning sign. Like an earthquake tremor. Like right. a warning sign. It's a warning sign. And what deep brain stimulation could do is it sends a reverse shockwave into your brain. So it reads it and then it writes it with the reverse shockwave. And then that will kill the, the the seizure. It's very effective. That's so awesome. It's really, really cool. So it's so, like fixing your brain. Right, exactly. Fixing your brain. To get into the ethics of this a little bit, one lady said, after this treatment was applied to her, you just wonder how much is you anymore? How much of it is my thought pattern? It being the deep brain stimulation. How would I deal with this if I didn't have the stimulation system? You kind of feel artificial. So if there's something controlling your brain, I'm getting ads. Yeah, if there's something controlling your brain that you, that's automated that you don't control, that that thing is changing your thought p- patterns. Yeah, that's tough. I, I I see what she's saying. Right? You can imagine that you don't have tough. control over it. You're giving away agency to to something else. It's kind of scary. It's very scary, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm scared of the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. But this is the reality. This is the this is the future. Right. So that's the neuro hat. That's the medical side that we have right now. Facebook. What they did last year is. We've talked about this before with our, what episode was it where we talked about that technology is stopped? Oh, it's the, um, like the doomsday episode. Where did we get into a doomsday episode? Oh, doomsday simulation. Episode. It's, are we living in a simulation? Okay. Great episode. Check it out. But during that episode. If we say so ourselves. If we say so ourselves. Um, it's a fantastic episode. Huge. It's, episode. it's a huge, huge it's episode. a huge episode. Huge episode. Best episode. Um, 
technology is stopping is is halt innovation is basically halting and one of the reasons for this is because giant companies like facebook are buying up all the innovators and then once they buy the innovator the innovator has no reason to innovate or like to produce more well, they switch because, from r&d to profit right exactly R, yeah that's how you said it. r&d to profit right, right so instead of breaking ground they can maintain status quo right just not to, a problem it's money time so facebook acquired oculus rift as we know which was at the forefront of vr they were they acquired yeah what's up with them i haven't heard about the oculus i haven't forever. heard about that they have acquired instagram as we know which is the forefront of social media and they last year acquired something called control labs and what control labs was bent on doing terrible name control labs yeah i think it's kind of cool because is it a neural thing it's a neural thing is that, that sounds sinister it's a sinister sound. <laughs> why, do you think it's sin- why do you think it's sinister? That's literally like the Umbrella Corporation. Like Undead Labs. It sounds Umbrella, umbrella Corporation. Corporation? Yeah, Resident Evil. Okay, what Umbrella Corporation is trying to do yeah, is me. they are inventing a wristwatch, like a smartwatch, that intercepts the signals from your brain to your hand so that you can send text messages from your brain instead of typing. Wow. But think about it. When you want to send text message... What if I think like I hate? This I know. What if I, what if I think I like yeah, like here it comes. I fucking hate this person, and exactly. then it just fucking sends it, and then it fucking sends it, and then it fucking sends it. Right. Well, that brings up another ethical question. How about the your private thoughts shouldn't all be public? If all of my private thoughts were public, I would like be in prison. Right. This right? is the last domain of privacy that's about to go away. Exactly. So that's it, why I have a hor- that's why I have a nightmare about it. It makes me think of a uh, of Viktor Frankl's book, you know, Man's Search for Meaning. Absolutely. Where he's like the only space. He figured out that nobody has control over his thoughts. Headspace, his thoughts. The Nazis who were doing terrible things, yeah, this is how killing sur- everyone in the Holocaust. Back Sorry, on, yeah. This is how he survived concentration camp. Right. Viktor Frankl was in a concentration camp and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning about his life in the concentration camp. And how he survived. And, and how to survive. And finding some sanity amidst this absolute chaos that was happening around him. Right. Okay. So what he basically discovered is that his brain was a refuge and no matter what they did, they couldn't enter his brain. But is that a threat right now? Absolutely. Is the brain no longer going to be a refuge with this technology? And that is part of the ethical concerns here. Think about it. I mean, I get... Yes? I just think like... So like with with the stuff that goes into your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's like the first step is right. Like the people that have these kind of things that can interface directly with a computer are going to be much more powerful than the others. Yeah. So then everyone's going to need to get it to maintain like a status quo. Then once you have it, how long until a company can show you an ad directly into your brain? Yeah. That's what freaks me out. Like the only place I, I can't see ads is when I'm off well, the computer, but then is, am I ever going to be off a computer? How different is that really than seeing an ad on your phone? Uh, it's I didn't very ask for different. the ads. Right. But in my, in my brain is my safe, you still my have safe a harbor. Safe space. You I have still a safe, have safe space. Right. So there's no safe space anymore. Or your thoughts won't be private. I mean, you you yourself have an Amazon. You exactly. Just, you just got an Amazon Echo in your home, in your home or whatever. Right. We Skipped know. It. We Skipped know. It. We know from Edward Snowden, national fucking hey, hero. Hi, Edward. Thanks for listening, Edward. We know from Edward that that's Ed listening. That's listening to every single thing you say. It is. So it's an invasion. Of so privacy. your ho- your home is gone. What are they just gonna hear? A bunch of arguments between me and my girlfriend. Right. But then they're gonna use that as an algorithm to then show you ads, of products that you buy. They're like couples <laughs> that argue in this way at this amount are yeah, gonna buy this product. Couples therapy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or just like this kind of coffee. These couples that argue like this, no, they I, love it. I totally agree. Right. 
your thoughts should be private. Absolutely. Right. So but they won't people, be anymore. We need to protect our thoughts because you don't want those to be public. Not every signal that you send to your hand do you want the wristwatch to pick up and start like if if my Jesus the thing I think the about every think two about. seconds where I'm like I need to scratch my butt you don't want be like no hand no nope, scratch no, butt no 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 and then start <laughs> right how many how awkward is that going to be in public I'm sure it's going to happen all the time when this starts okay and that brings me to what these machines actually do so the machines now. They're in very controlled environments. Like when you wear the, the neuro hat or you wear the, or you're controlling the robotic arm, you're in a small room, you're in a chair, you're facing the screen. It's not as if you can debate philosophy with the robotic arm. Okay. It has a very specific action that you're programming it to do. And what the arm is looking for is it's looking for a base set of signals from your brain. So if you start to think in the base kind of way, pick up this block from the table with the robotic arm, it will, like an like an autocorrect on a text message, it will pick up that and predict what you want it to do and do it. So instead of it being totally controlled by your brain right now, it is a cyborg kind of situation. Yeah, so what if you're like, I want to punch someone. Right, do you understand the and difference? Then, and then it just punches them. It can, You're like, no, I didn't actually want to. Exactly. So that's the problem is it has to predict because it's so complicated, your brain waves. It has to predict what you want it to do. Not just what you're thinking. Right. So it's thinking for itself. And not only that, we're using AI programming to get these robotic devices to learn faster and to develop algorithms by themselves. So it's developing algorithms that you're not aware of. And so it could predict something if you were like, pick up this block on the table, it could say, okay, great, punch Noah in the face, right? <laughs> or or touch my balls in public, right? Right, to start scratching them. I made an algorithm to just start scratching the balls. That's not what you want at all. So we need to learn how to control these cyborg kind of things before they get absolutely crazy. The I, I Basically, like the medical applications are amazing. Yeah. Right, stopping the, the already... Like hearing for Sarah, stopping seizures, all the medical applications are amazing. But then there's just so much scary shit too. Yeah. There's a lot of scary like shit. Like Facebook out there. sending me ads in my brain. Also, when we start using these things to control our moods. Yes. In the brain, what if you're at a funeral? Funny you should say that. Do you not want to have a negative emotion at a funeral? Are people just gonna be laughing? Funny you should say that. Yeah. Why is that? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into it, but exactly. So if you can just make yourself happy all the time. What if you, what would happen to you if you did do that? I feel like if I had one, if I had one of these things, I, it would just be trying to go watch porn all the time. Be like, stop. Yeah. Just because yeah, I'm thinking about just it. Just because you're thinking about porn I don't doesn't mean that do you need like a thousand images of please it. Please don't. Please don't. And then all of a sudden you start getting ads like Pornhub. Yeah, like, Pornhub's no, having no, no, a good no, deal. No, no, no. And no. you're like, no, no, no. I'm trying to like bad, study. I just thought robot. I, I thought about it for one second. Bad robot. And then for the next, for the next 10 years, you're getting right, ads. So we're le- I mean, we're getting into, you're letting the cat out of the box. How many people have sent a text message that was inappropriate because of the autocorrect? Everyone, every single person. All right, so that's gonna continue with the machines because the machines are predicting our brain waves right now. They're not totally controlled by them. So that's the, that's the difference. That's where we're at right now. Okay, so Noah. Yes. Take us from where we're at right now to Neuralink. Okay, we're gonna talk about Neuralink. Yes, this is the company founded by Elon Musk. Okay, <laughs> so... 
imagine that you're sitting at your computer and you want to move your mouse cor cursor. Yeah. In your brain, your neurons fire and they're like, move your hand. I want the cursor to go down and click on something two inches below it. Okay. So then you have to move your hand and you got to move it and you got to click on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So of that whole process, what was the thing that took the most time? Going from brain to hand. Exactly. Yeah. Going from brain to hand and then moving your hand. It definitely wasn't your neurons. Your neurons fire 200 times per second. So Neuralink's goal is to interface directly with computers to right. take out that middle step. Right. Brain, so, computer, interface. Brain, computer, interface. So instead of using that mouse, you just think, move the mouse and the mouse moves. Okay. So like, imagine this, imagine you sit down at your desk and you go to make a spreadsheet and you just think about the spreadsheet and it just fucking populates. So sick. Right. Could one person do the work of 10, the work of 50? If you could literally just sit at your desk and just think spreadsheets into existence. How fast would the world how be? How fast would the world be and how fast could you be? Uh, ordering Grubhub. Boom. Or, ordering it's Grubhub. Here. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Drone delivers it. Yeah. Ordering Grubhub while you're working. Like you can imagine how... The thing that scares me is that obviously like with the Neuralink, people that have the Neuralink are going to be so, so much more what effective. What is the Neuralink? Okay, exactly. How does it work? Your brain is full of a network of neurons that give off electrical signals, Adam. When you go to perform an action, the Neuralink uses electrodes placed by these neurons to rec record the electrical signals and interpret what they want. What is the Neuralink, actually? Like, yeah. What is it? So the, so the Neuralink, it looks like a junior mint. Okay. Just, yeah. So it, so it looks like a little junior mint. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a junior mint has a tail. Uh-huh. Okay. That's like a little sperm. It's basically a sperm. Yeah. Okay. The the junior mint or the sperm head, that's the processing center. Mm -hmm. And the tail is the electrode. Yeah. Okay. And the electrodes, when you're, so when you're in your brain, when you, when you want to do an action, your neurons give off an electrical signal and the electrode on the Neuralink, it picks up that electrical signal. Yeah. I got it. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So physically what needs to happen to you? right? To get this inside of you, you'll be implanted with it inside of your cranium. Mm -hmm. So yes, that means they'll open up your skull. Who's they? Is this, this is Elon Musk's company, right? This is Elon Musk's company. Okay. Neuralink. So yes, they'll open up your skull. They'll put the junior mint with the sperm tail inside and the sperm tail will be over your brain. Uh, it's invasive surgery. Yes. It's invasive in. surgery. And then they will close your brain. Oh God. So okay. you will have this thing inside of your brain. Oh no. How do you hook this up? This is, the, this is the crazy part. They have a sick little demo on their site too about this. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you hook this up to your computer? Yeah. It's Blue as simple as going to your Bluetooth. It's literally go to your Bluetooth. Menu. Is it actually a Bluetooth? You literally. Receiver? Yes. Imagine in your smartphone, you open up your, your Bluetooth and it's like Bose headphones, JBL speaker, Neuralink. Neuralink in my brain. brain. Link. And you're like, oh, Neuralink time. Wait, can you play music in it? You, right. Eventually, you should be able to play music directly into your brain. That's so scary because what if you yeah, can't turn I, it off? I fucking right, know. What if what if it breaks and you can't turn it off and then you have, you know, you know, you have death metal right, playing so, inside of your brain. Yeah, nobody wants that all would. the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it is crazy. Like, so they have a demo. That's and it, when you turn into Krampus. So, that's when you turn literally. <laughs> that's turn how Krampus, into Krampus. That's how Krampus turned. In. They have a demo basically of someone of like opening a blue, opening the Bluetooth screen, selecting the Neuralink, and then once you once you connected it directly to your smartphone or computer. Imagine just controlling the You control the mouse through your brain. So that's the first application is just like controlling a mouse from your brain. 
And the next application is controlling the keyboard. So where are we at right now? Where are Neuralink, what are they doing? Yeah, so the initial goal of their technology is to help people with paralysis to regain independence through the control of computers and mobile devices. Okay. So one of the reasons for this is because people that have injuries right now, it's less risky for them to try a risky surgery. Sorry, that doesn't make any sense. It just makes more sense for them to try a risky surgery. Than do the Neuralink? If someone's perfectly healthy, right? They're not going to want to do the Neuralink. But if someone ha is, is paralyzed from a spinal cord injury, what do they have to lose? Yeah, true. Right? So that's their that's their first application is to help people that are that are paralyzed like that to interface with the computers and stuff. Okay. So you can imagine if someone had a spinal cord injury, mm -hmm. they can't they can't work. Yeah. If you gave them a Neuralink, they'd be able to get a job. How so? Because they'd be able to use a computer. Oh, because okay, exactly. Right. right, right so that's right. a that's that's a great thing. Okay. So where are we at? Where are we at right now? Can they do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right now in in August 2020, it's a pretty secretive company. In August 2020, Elon had an online update where he showed three pigs that had been fitted with the Neuralink. He showed on a computer how the Neuralink was monitoring the pigs' electrical signals when he was giving them when they were giving them food. Okay. It was pretty weird. The demonstration, just to it, if you watch it, it's, it's a weird ass demonstration. Okay. Um, when the pig was fed, you could see the neurons firing like way more. So it was showing that the Neuralink can be implanted and removed without affecting the animal's mood or anything. So it was safe. So that's one thing it showed. And the other thing it showed was that it is picking up their electrical signals as far as excitement goes. Oh, so it was just reading their brainwaves. Right. So it was just reading their brainwaves. And the main thing was too, is that it can be implanted and removed without mood alter alterization. How? Someone's drilling into your skull? What are you talking about? They open up the fucking cranium. No, like, not like during when they're doing it, dude. Like, like after the surgery, there were no side effects from it. Oh, that's what he's saying. Right, exactly. Besides having a sperm in your let head. Let me just tell you. Let me tell you. The yeah. Neuralink has a lot of big promises, right? Yeah. But that, that's where we're at. We're just reading brainwaves. There's other devices that can do that, too. Right. That's what I got, too. I got that we, uh, the answer is we're not very far. We're not if very, any, we're not very far. Okay. Anything else on Neuralink? Yeah. So some of the problems that they face, um, corrosion. So something living in the brain like that, it gets corroded with all the bl the brain fluids. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So developing something that is unobtrusive, but also can like just stay in your cranium. Asshole suppository. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Asshole suppository. Up the butt. Oh, up the butt. Things have been going up the butt for a long time. You want to put the Neuralink in the butt? The going in the butt technology is there. We've been there for a while. Are you talking about like putting a neural link in there? all sorts of things up the ass. Your brain isn't there. <laughs> Most people, your, your, brain, your brain is there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, so anyway, yeah. So it gets decayed with your brain fluids. You put it in your butt. It goes out of your mouth. And then you just take it and put it in your brain. It's what? not a necessary first step. What? Just to get used what to are you, it. What are you referencing? <laughs> Tell just us what you're referencing. It. It's a South Park episode where the it, where he sucks on the thing. And he's just sucking on it. And then he the realizes goes up his butt. And then he realizes you don't have to suck on it or do it up your butt. Right. This is part. This is for fun. <laughs> okay. Neurosurgery. Yeah. Um, so placing the electrodes on your brain is very difficult as one might imagine, Adam. It's so fine what they have to do that a surgeon can actually, can't actually do it. It has to be a machine that they build. Machine. So not only are they building the Neuralink, but they're actually building the robot technology to, to implant the Neuralink. Got it. So their their goal is to eventually have this machine be able to do Neuralink surgery in an hour. So like 
at a clinic, they have this machine. You just come in, boom, in an hour, you get the link, you get the link. It's commodified. Get the link, get the link, get the link, get the link. This is part of his whole thing that we need to get ahead of the cyborgs. Like we need to get ahead of the machines right. before they pop. So he has this whole AI thing. And what he thinks is that we need to basically join the machines before he, they pop off. He being Elon. Yeah. But also like Mishio, Mishio Kaku, the futurist, the futurist, he says that, you know, maybe the only way that we're going to get to be a space traveling race and to advance is that we need to become smarter. We need to get with the machines. Yeah. But then also, but then when I think, I think Guns, Germs, and Steel author, and I think Sapien's author, Yuval Noah, yeah. who basically proved that any big technological in innovation, while it's good for the species, is horrendous for the individual. So it creates individual suffering at the, at, no, sorry, it creates species survival at the expense of individual suffering. Yeah, but the medical you guys have heard me say that like a million times. The medical use of this stuff would be amazing. The medical People use is, is paralyzed incredible. from from the top down could walk could do stuff people that are paralyzed could literally walk could walk again absolutely could do everything nor people that are paralyzed could do everything normally again they could use a computer they could have robotic arms it'd be amazing it and you know it's it's already worked this stuff medically with seizures with cochlear implants yeah the medical applications are crazy yeah the commercial applications are terrifying I, that's a great way to sum it up yeah thank okay. you okay we're going to take a musical break, and then after that, musical it's time break. for the halftime. We're just going to play, play it. We'll, we'll play it in your Neuralinks. You guys connected? Imagine if your Neuralink Bluetooth's fucking up. You can't, you can't work at all. pour water on no. my dog yeah that was my robotic Neuralink. you just arm. poured water on your dog my i was like what happens if i pour water on my arm did my robotic Neuralink arm was just like do it what if and the robotic it. arm and your dog have a separate relationship from you and your dog and it it doesn't like it and it pours water on it you're right like my robotic arm doesn't like the dog this is the halftime honey where we toast and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode i find the story and noah responds with his immediate thoughts okay that's right so I raise my glass and Noah, what are we drinking today? Guys, you know what we're drinking, ladies and gentlemen. We're drinking the Jack Daniels honey. Okay, Jack they Daniels. Pay us millions and millions of dollars to put them on the podcast. Just drop us that memo, Jack. Okay, Jack, again, the, just put it by the front door. It's fine. This is Jack Daniels honey to be specific. Thanks, Jack. Okay, I raise my glass and I toast to the Johns Hopkins Physics Lab. Johns Hopkins just research psych lab such good research physics lab. Which two days ago successfully enabled a man paralyzed from the head down. From for the first time to control not one but two bionic arms and cut a pastry and feed himself. Holy shit! So I toast to the Johns Hopkins Physics Lab. Bacham. Once again, sour. Oh, how did you ow, sour ow, Jack ow, Daniels? Ow! 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 Yeah. Oh, it's the end of the bottle, though. You know, is that why? I think, I think it, the taste has. As we've gone through this first bottle, the taste has evolved to kind of a a woody taste, like a wooden. It used to be really sour sweet. Wood. Now it's getting a little sour. Um, this Johns Hopkins re research is groundbreaking because it's two arms, not just one. So the researcher says things like left arm up, right arm down. And the paralyzed man who's just sitting in his chair will will do it. That one arm will be so staying, one arm will be up. Crazy. 
Right. Most of the time he has trouble with it, but sometimes he can do it. And like we were talking about before, he cuts the pastry and feeds himself. But how much of that is the predictive algorithm and how much is him actually having autonomy over the arms? So how much of it is having the fine motor control and how much of him is just like, I want this thing cut and it just does it. Exactly. So if you're like, I want this That's thing cut. That's horrifying. Yeah, exactly. So it's a predictive algorithm. What if it's like I want this human? I want this human cut, and it just does. That's it. What I was like, if just for one second, you're like, oh my god, I want to like, I want to cut this human, and your arm just does it. Yep. Anyway, absolutely. But, but, I do, but the medical applications are crazy. Yeah, I totally agree. I just don't think we're. I just don't think we're that close to perfecting it. Save it for open kimono. Okay. You can take us to Halo neuroscience. Okay. So, before we get to Halo neuroscience, let's right. talk about transcranial direct current stimulation. My Friday night. Otherwise, otherwise known as TCDS, or excuse me, TDCS. Yep. And the reason we're going to talk about this first is because this is what, this is the thing that Halo Neuroscience basically commodified as a business. So TDCS, what is it? What happens to neurons when you learn? Let's talk about that. Let's take learning guitar. When you learn something in your brain, you form new neural pathways. Synapses. Yeah, Exactly. So when you're playing guitar and you're trying to put your fingers in the right place and you're just really fucking frustrated because you can't do it and it's the 100th time you try, then finally the 150th time you finally get it right, that's because your brain is firing neurons and finally two neurons fired together in, in synchrony. And that created what's known as a circuit. That's basically learning a new task. Okay. Okay. So that's what happens when you learn. TDCS or transcranial direct current simulation is about speeding up learning by stimulating parts in your brain. That's really cool. Yeah. So basically what TCDS devices do is they shock your brain using electric stimulation to put you in a hypersensitive state so that the chance of those two neurons firing are greater. Is greater, right? So they give you a greater chance. Oh my God, what would this feel like? So they give you exactly they give you a greater chance to form a circuit. Okay. Unconnected but co- but cool. Yeah. Um, the mushroom guy. What's his name? Which mushroom? He said this guy? on the Joe Rogan podcast. Stamets. Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets says that when you're taking psilocybin mushrooms, you should use lion's mane, a vitamin D. And the reason it so you basically take shrooms, mix it with lion's mane and vitamin D. Why is it? And the reason is is because is because of this. He says that the lion's mane mushroom and the vitamin D, it helps form circuits, so that when you're on your trip, you learn new things faster. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Exactly. Is that so, what Lion's Mane does? That's what. So that's what he said. He's the mushroom guy. Says Lion's Mane does it. The tech dudes in the Bay Area say that transcranial direct current stimulation, shocking your brain, is better to do it. So is it? Are they all about this in Palo Alto? Is that they're, what people are lining up for you, right now? You know they are. Oh yeah. This is what people. This is what people do. Yep. Um. So studies showing that TCDS. Again, I swear to God, this is the last time I say this, transcranial direct current simulation works, okay? Yeah. There are thousands of studies that show that this does. There are meta studies that show that it does. For anywhere from skills from playing guitar to solving math to ski jumping, okay? There is some correlation between electrically stimulating your brain and learning things. It it seems to work. What are the negative effects of this? Exactly. Yeah. These, these, these are, these, my question Can is- Can we get a household stim? Can I get a stim? Can I stim myself? I would love well, to. That's what Halo is trying to do. We're gonna we're gonna get there for for you to stim yourself. Um, yeah. My my thing is that we haven't. What happens if someone does a stim for a year? You know what I mean? Can they? Can, I know what happens. Can they not learn without it? What happens, Adam? 
Fuck, I knew it. Whoever wrote this was obviously electrically stimulated. You have to be. Can you please sing along next time you play it too? I will. Um. Many of the studies, the thousands of studies that show that this work were overseen by Andy McKinley. Who's Andy McKinley? He looks like a crazy fucking scientist. And guess what? He's chief of the cognitive performance optimization section of the U.S. Air Force's neuroscience branch. Wow. Yeah, that's a mouthful. In his group tri trials, like identifying... So some of his trials are like, have a U.S. Air Force airman identify targets on a radar screen. Radar screen. Yeah. And it's like when he used... TCDS or TCDS with them, it increased their proficiency by 25%. Whoa. So there's actual, that's a huge amount. No, there's, there's a fucking absolute shit ton of studies on TCDS, um, helping people. Are we going to get some commercial, um, wow, that computer sounds like a trend. Are we going to get some commercial products like this for consumers? Yeah. So that, so the, com the commercial product is what Halo Sports is. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I'm just going to read. I'm going to read some of these, some of these papers that yeah. about, about TC, just the, the titles of them. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, here you go. TCDS increased problem solving ability by up to 25% published in 2009. TCDS increased multitasking performance by 28% published in 2015 by scientist named Sue. TCDS incre increased rate of fine motor skill acquisition in both trained and untrained hands. Waters in 2017. And I could just keep going on. Literally, there are thousands of articles, thousands of published journals about it. And what does the therapy look like? Oh, I love that you just have that because it's literally my nose function section. Yeah. Okay. What is what is Andy McKinley's trials look like at the U.S. Air Force Base? Right. Yeah. Okay. First of all, it looks like a crazy Nazi science lab. Some Manchurian candidate. It literally kind of looks stuff. like when you're playing a video game and you you find the mad scientist and like. Castle Wolf, Castle Wolf. Okay, so imagine this. Uh, imagine an Air Force soldier. He's trained on like operating a drone for twelve hours a day for six days a week. Okay, right. They put him. In, they take him in the lag. They hook him up to a humongous electrical machine and put something on his head. Okay. They interviewed the soldier and he was like, "Yeah, it like kind of hurts." Is this actually true? This is like straight up. Fiction no, this, is fucking, this is fucking true. This is fucking true. Okay. Yeah. So. The device on his head is shocking him. Who would sign up for this, first he, of all? He, someone that, he was a volunteer. I, guess, I mean, I guess they would get some volunteers. I mean, that, who's signing up group. for this? I mean, it's been shown, there's been thousands of clinical trials that, are, that have, sorry, thousands of published papers that are saying that yeah, it does help you. There's been no published paper, papers about the negative effects. That is that exactly has. why I wouldn't sign up. Yeah. But I'm saying that this Air Force dude, he volunteered for it. And what he says is, they, so it's a huge machine again. Yeah. Imagine a dentist's office and just a massive machine. Yeah, I got it. With the headset on. Uh -huh. Okay. And what it does is, guess what? It shocks you. It like shocks you a little bit. Okay. The soldier says it's very uncomfortable and kind of hurts. Mm -hmm. After, so what they do is they, they shock them like that. And then they have them perform drone tasks and they measure everything like the retina width, actions per minute, um, like sweat, like everything. So it's a super soldier situation. It's a super soldier situation. So not only has the data been shown to increase proficiency, like in the study above where they had to identify targets on a radar screen, but can also stave off fatigue. This is crazy. So Andrew, Andrew McKinley, again, he's a scientist doing these studies. He says that control group subjects start to lose focus around 20 minutes. Lose focus? What does that mean? So basically, when you start a task, let's say that you you get to work, right? Yeah. When you start a task, 
after 20 minutes, your focus starts to decline. That's why the Pomodoro is 25 minutes. That's they exactly almost, why the Pomodoro is 25 minutes. I almost got it. After 20 minutes, your focus starts to go down. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In his control group, that's exactly what he found. When they shock people <laughs> using using the stimulation process, it gets rid of cognitive decline for six hours. Holy shit. So these they are super soldiers just going for six hours. So it's like a coffee on steroids. It's coffee on steroids. Okay. So not only are they going for six hours, but they're also like learning faster. Oh my God. Right. So now you see why people people in Silicon people in the Bay Area are obsessed with like yeah, what are, with this shit. What are they doing? Okay. So now you're gonna get to it. What is Halo? What is Halo Sports? Halo is a planet with a ring around it. With a ring around it, Master Chief's got to get aliens there. Aliens took over. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Besides that. Um, so enter the company Halo Sports. It is literally the company that has commodified TCDS. What I mean by commodify is that they have turned this humongous electrical machine into a consumer product that people can probably now? afford. You can afford it now? Yes. It's $400 for a headset. Wait, what? This is a real product? This is a real ass product. You're looking it fucking up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I don't I don't want listener, I love you. I don't want the listeners just to go look this up before I say my next thing because you know I'm a don't little wary of it. He, he doesn't want us I, to have it because he doesn't want us to I'm learn. I'm fucking wary of it. All right. Don't pay four hundred dollars for the headset. Oh my god, please. It, it's like headphones. Okay, can I can I finish my section about it, please? You're gonna I I, I can't I, even believe wait, this is this is really the Giants use this? The San Francisco Giants use this? And the Special Forces. How many people in Silicon Valley are walking around with this Every thing? Every single fucking horrible person. <laughs> Let me tell... Okay, can I just explain something? Yeah. The cult of Silicon Valley. Me and Adam are from the Bay Area. We are indeed. Okay. Um, People that live in the Bay, in Palo Alto... Oh, be careful now. I love you people... Be, that, you be careful I, now. I love Baydestrians, but a lot of people are obsessed with, like, finding... The, they're obsessed with the efficient, like... Finding an edge. They're obsessed with finding an edge. Right. So we haven't done a new Tropics episode. We need to do a new Tropics But we episode. probably need to do one. I was thinking about that during this. We probably need to do one because I think, personally, I think new Tropics are bullshit. Okay. What's, but, up, what's up this Halo shit? Okay. So anyway, the Halo headset... Yeah. Because you're listening to this. It looks like a pair of headphones with a bunch of soft spikes... In yeah. the to- at the top of the headphones, okay? Right, I can So see you, it. you put the headset on, and the soft spikes go against your cranium. And the soft spikes act as the electrode. Actually, the soft spikes are removable, and what you have to do is you have to get the soft spikes wet. And then you put them back in the inside of the headphone, headphones, and you put it on. But just imagine a headset, just imagine a headset with literal soft spikes on the, on the inside top of it that go on top of your brain, okay? What you're supposed to do with the Halo headset is that you put it on, and you turn it on, and it does the brain stimulation for 20 minutes. And then after that, what they say is that you have 60 minutes to do the activity that you want to do. And you'll start to learn it faster and faster. Oh, my God. Can we get one right now? What, what's wrong with this thing? I'm so out on the head. I'm, I'm, Wait, I'm why out. are you out on this? Because I'm out on it because I always think that these shortcuts, I just always think that they're bullshit. There is no, there's no, you can't get around pain. Is this some is, things are just painful? Okay, wait, you can't on. go around them. Is this not backed up by science though? Okay, well we're gonna talk. Does about it not that. do TDS? Here's the thing: TCD by TC, yeah TCDS TCDS yeah transcranial direct stimulation that is backed up by science. Okay, that definitely works, right? The question is, does the headset itself 
create the same effect as TCDS, which is trying to do. Do you understand the difference? Right. Yeah. Okay. So they, when you go to their site, they will say we have 4,000 studies, right? And here's what you realize when you look at the studies, all the, you're literally on their site. I am so in. God damn it. I'm so no, in. Because I want the listener to kind of give like some warning messages before people just go, yeah, please go look do. at the headphones. Please do. Okay. So on their site, they say they have 4,000 studies. Okay. When you look into the studies, you see that guess who a lot of the studies are sponsored by? Halo Sports. Okay. So you got to throw those studies out. A lot of the studies are done by Halo Neuroscience. Okay, but is it done by... Okay, just hold on. Yeah. They're, they're done by Halo Neuroscience, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting right. rid of those. You're okay? right. Okay, so what... Remember, we talk about pseudoscience just, a lot. Yeah, and just listen. Yeah. Exactly. Then there are other studies that are not... They're not published in, like, big journals. Okay, so... But I'm, I'm just being... I'm being really... I'm just specifically looking for studies that are good, okay? And out of the 4,000 studies, I did find one study... Okay, that did seem it was it was done in 2019 and it was published in Frontiers of Physiology. Okay, and it showed that the Halo Sport, not just TCDS, the Halo Sport itself, enhanced sprint cycling performance by 17. percent So one, it's not just for fine motor skills. Actually, it's for athletics. What? Yes. Because why? Because how can it increase endurance? Yes, yes, yes. So one thing is, let's say you wear the headset for 20 minutes and then you and then you go on a run. Okay. Right. Okay. What happens? What happens when you run or do an endurance exercise is that your body's actually learning. It's learning to give your muscles more oxygen. And like, there's a there's a video of a weightlifter, powerlifter champion on there that uses it, and he's okay. he's saying that it train basically like for lifting for strength, you have to train your body to fire your muscles. I see. yeah. And so yeah. what what the simulation does is it actually trains your body to fire those muscles Damn. more. Um. Yeah, and that's how you said that it worked by seventeen percent. I looked up a ton of reviews about it mm-hmm. online. Um, interestingly enough, a lot of people there's a lot of problems with it. Just like as a product itself, like the blue, like the Bluetooth doesn't connect very well. Uh-huh. Um, it's really uncomfortable. So they're still working on the product. Um, and like the the people on YouTube were. Obviously, you can find whatever you want on YouTube, whether inconclusive or not. But the more respected people said that it was inconclusive, and that they were they were having a, they had a hard time telling someone to go get a four hundred dollar four hundred dollar headset when they didn't know if it totally worked. Okay, I also have a lot of other questions, such as if you use the Halo headset for everything in your life, such as working, um, such as doing any of your hobbies or working out. What happens when you lose, use this thing continuously for, for a year and you've been shocking your brain for a year? Does that mean that you lose the ability to learn without it? So that is what I'm really concerned with, right? I don't want to just fuck up my brain with the electrical stimulation all the time. Sounds awful. Right. What I'm is, not doing like, it's, it, it's not natural, right? So where, where is the catch? Where is the come down exactly. basically okay. with this? Then this is my thing with nootropics, okay? I understand that they work a little bit, but then there's a come down. There's a come down after them. A and it's kind like of a depression, so, right? So are you going to then take nootropics for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. It seems like the same thing with this is that there's a short-term gain. It's a it's a short-term path. But then after a year of using it, is it even going to work anymore? Or is your brain going to develop defense mechanisms for this? And what happens to your brain when it's artificially stimulated like that all the time? You know, it kind of reminds me of the Soylent. Remember Soylent when I was drinking that? They first marketed it as something that you can drink every meal on 
drink breakfast, lunch, and dinner with Soylent. But they quickly realized it turns out that that's miserable and you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> right. And you're missing some other parts of life, like having a social group that you go eat with because you're just drinking your Soylent. So like, what is the rub <laughs> with this Halo shit? Yeah. So I think one thing's interesting. I looked into it. It was never supposed to be a headset. So it looks like a headset. You can play music through it, right? But the only reason it's a headset is because people were so put off by just... So it was just a headband with spikes. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. And, it didn't and, work. And, and people were so freaked out by how sinister it looked that they were like, all right, we're going to pretend it. We're gonna pretend it's a headset. Right? Yeah, So, I like, they, they don't... There's nothing... It has nothing... Like, it can play music, but it was never supposed to be a headset. But they had to put that in so that people aren't as freaked out by just putting a bunch of spikes on their head. Maybe it looks so sinister because, like, I don't know if we should just be shocking our brain artificially. But obviously, people are super, super fucking into it. Um, <clears throat> my opinion is that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I think it's, it's probably a shortcut in the, in the short run, and in the long term, I think it could have some very bad effects. Holy cow! That's what I think about. I can't it. believe there's a commercial yeah. product for brain stimulation that helps you look, become a super person in it theory literally a commodity. in theory so it used to be actually $800 and they've gotten it down to 400 oh good on them yeah um so interestingly enough when i i looked online and it says that all the reviews i saw were from 2018 okay yes. so listen to this all the reviews i saw were from 2018 when i looked online for it it said that the halo sport was no longer like they weren't it was no longer available and then if you go on a Halo Sports website and like go to the shopping cart, it says it's out of it's out of uh, stock. So I kind of think that that out of stock is not really what's going on. I think something else is going on. I think there was a problem with it. Yeah, I mean it. It looks like a prototype when you see it. Yeah, it was a prototype. So also, um, they got their Series B funding. How much? Uh, so just. Let me explain it. For a lot of companies, a Series B is your third or fourth round of funding. Yeah. Okay. Um, they got $13 million, which I was actually surprised wasn't a lot more, to be honest with you. Right. $13 million is like what a sales company with some sales software, novel sales software would get. That's what, tre that's what Trenkite got. Right. right, right. Trenkite actually got, I think, 32 million. Not Trenkite. Trenkite um, got $32 million. Not Trenkite. It's, what's the other one? I know what you're saying. Let me, yeah. just, let me explain. A $13 million for a Series B means you're... You're doing great, obviously. Yeah. And you and, and you've got a success, but you're but you're not a once in a generation kind of product. Okay, so they weren't convinced on the so product. So investors were not convinced on this product for that's what I'm saying. Investors thought people might buy this, but they weren't convinced that this is this was this was it. Well, it's the market is probably really small. You've got first of all, you've got to have enough money to afford a four hundred dollar headset, right? And you you're probably a dude, right? Probably to try something the, the like women, this. The women are too smart to put something that electrically stimulates your brain on their head. Exactly. Well, dudes are just dudes are. I don't know. More willing to try something weird that like, might absolutely like kill this. them. That might kill them. Yeah. Um. But I do think that that's very telling that the Series B was thirteen million because yeah. if you look at like once in a generation products, they yeah. get hundreds of millions of dollars for their Series B. Okay. Yep. Any uh, final words on the Halo? Well, I'm just saying that the in the investment doesn't match what the marketing saying. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. So, so you, what you're saying is that investors saw and they're a little they saw a little skeptical about investors it. that have all the resources. Yeah, I think they thought, oh, there's a market for this that'll buy it. 
but they also saw problems. This could be the first product and the second company will come and sweep it up Dude, with something the- a little more palatable to people in price and in, in looks and in everything. Yeah. Um, if anyone's tried the Halo headset, I'd be interested to hear about their experience. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, my recommendation would be don't fucking get, don't fucking stimulate your brain like that. All right, we're Unless gonna. That's the Halo headset. Research. Yeah, let us know if you fucking try it. Thing looks crazy. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do one more break, and after that, it is time for the open kimono. dog headset you put the halo on your dog and you train your dog and he learns faster you willing to are you willing to shock your dog's brain i just kick mine that's your halo headset just to give him a kick It is time for the open kimono. This is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic. And this topic is neuroscience and brain computer interfaces. And we leave nothing to the imagination. So why don't you start us off? What is your open kimono? My open kimono is that at some point, there's going to become a time where you have to get one of these neurotechnological devices to just be in the status quo of society. And uh, that's really scary to me. Because that blows. And then we're going to be part machine. And I think life's going to get worse. And there it is. The medical applications are good though. Yeah. There's a part in Battlestar Galactica where one of the robots. Great show. You haven't seen it by the way. Says that he was he's actually a really lame robot. And that since he's a robot, cyborg, he should be able to see things like gamma rays. And travel across the universe at light speed. Right. And so... There's a really cool side to this stuff where we could become superhuman or we could become more than our organic bodies let us be. I mean, how we already interface with so many computers all fucking day. From the computer to your phone to the TV to your pad. It's true. To your smart home. We're already getting to become cyborgs. It's totally true. Do not interrupt my open kimono. Can I go? Can I go? Do not interrupt my open kimono. Are you still going? Yeah. Fine. And what I'm saying is that there's a lot of opportunity, but... There's also also the public versus private. The, your brain, your thoughts, to me, should always be private. We should never give that away, ever. They're about to. Right? We already gave They're our house away, away, basically. We gave our we gave our house away. Our emails. Okay. You, we gave our house away. What if you told the Kate? What if you told like someone someone in the media? Guess what people are going to start saying? What if you told saying? someone in the medieval times that like basically you could listen into anyone's house? Guess what people are going to start saying? They're going to start saying, well, yeah, you can go into my brain. I have nothing to hide. Go ahead. Exactly. That, that would be a terrible Edward? world. Edward, Edward, come. Edward, stop we the need shit. You. Come back. Stop the neural. We need you fucking back. The Guardian, the Guardian. We need you back. Hey, can I say um, just that, but with old technology, the pattern that you can see easily, I know people are so sick of me saying this, but I'm going to say it again. The pattern you can see is that it just causes misery. 
It does. That's what that's what Not you can see. Old if, you technology. Look, if you look at the research. No, I don't agree. Sarah has a cochlear implant. Our sister, who True. has a better life. As soon as she got it, we could talk to her more. More detailed, more effectively. She has a better life because of the cochlear implant. It's not true. Okay, but in as a whole, if you take it as a whole, it's negative. What is? Just advances like that in technology. Advances? I don't agree. The iPhone. It's like the iPhone. Yeah, but not it all. It did some good things, but it's mostly bad. Right, but I mean, you're telling, you're telling someone who has Parkinson's that... They could once they could walk again with this technology. But I'm not it's arguing. Amazing. I'm not arguing that it does some good things. I'm just saying, as a whole, it does bad things. You got it. Okay. It. Good. I'm glad you got it. Shout out to Sarah's boyfriends. May they never go into our brains or have anyone right. go into their brains. But may honestly. may their neural link connect with Sarah. But may their exactly and may they form connect with a Sarah better relationship in a link. Shout out to the Kraken under the ice. On it the was remote hard planet. to get your neural link in. But we managed to get it in. Do it, and now you are tweeting from your brain. (laughs) The tweeting kraken. The tweeting kraken. Um, guys, if you really love the podcast, you can find us on Instagram, dude underscore nature. Please send us a message. Give us the five star reviews, and we will see you next time. Love you guys. Thank you for listening.